This is a VLS production. Summer is out. It's time for a run in a park. Or maybe a marathon? This is Blind Sanity. Hello everyone, this is Fabrice. Welcome back to a new episode of Blind Sanity. This is the week of May 31st, 2023. We're glad to have you here. Today is another special episode. We're going to talk about running. Running as a blind person or a person with low vision. Outdoor, not on a treadmill. We have invited back our uh, previous guest for the past two episodes. Uh, his name is Dave Wilkinson. He's going to help us uh, through the... I would say the main question that uh, we may all have regarding running uh, outdoor uh, as a blind person, like I said, uh, there's going to be a lot of questions, a lot of answers from him, and uh, this will actually be the first episode of a long series, I think, of uh, episode about me running a marathon. Uh, as probably some of you know already, I used to do uh, a few of them uh, as a sighted person. This is going to be my first one as a blind person there's a lot of things to learn a lot of things to do i learned quite a few things over the past few runs uh, on my own and with a uh, running buddy over the past few weeks and i'm going to share everything with you uh, starting this week and uh, probably over the next few months uh, one episode at a time that's it uh, let's get going with that interview but first a word for from our sponsor is Pride Mounts in the US and Blind Sanity is a proud supporter of the LGBTQ community and for the occasion we are creating our own organization it's called the Blind Sanity Blind and Low Vision LGBTQ organization or the BLS BALVLGBTQA are you kidding me about that really we couldn't find anything shorter than that oh, okay all right if you need more information or if you want to join the organization, you can um, type www.blindsanity.com slash B-L-S-B-A-L-V-L-G-B-T. Oh, forget about it. With a lot of different running partners. Oh, tell me about it. All right. Uh, <laughs> I've done, I've done uh, for the moment, something like 20 miles, and um, we're both about to kill each other. But we, you, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. And we're covered with each other's um, uh, sweat. It's great. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, let, let's, let's take uh, like 30 seconds, and then we'll stop, okay? You got it. All right. Thank you again. Okay. All right, we're back, and we have Dave Wilkinson here. Dave, um, um, hello, how are you doing? Doing good. It's great to be back. Yes, we got you a third time. I know you were very, <laughs> uh, very busy last month. We got you this time, but for our own purpose this time, my own purpose, we're going to talk about running. I know that we, uh, we skipped the running part last time. We talked about swimming, which uh, wasn't your favorite activity, and uh, <laughs> tandem, which is your favorite activity. Yes, it is. So we kept um, running on the side. Um, before going any further, I'm just going to give a few um, uh, background information uh, to our listener um, for me and uh, about me and about you um, as far as running. 
for me, I've done a few marathons up and down um, San Francisco. Um, sorry, up and down California. I went in San Francisco. I did the one in uh, a few times, the one in Los Angeles. I did the one in San Diego. I did a few half marathons and things like that, but as a sided person. So I, I had to run on my own. Training was on my own, uh, like that. Uh, ever since I lost my eyesight, uh, running outdoor is pretty much uh, impossible on my own. So I focused first on the gym. Uh, with a treadmill and then since I couldn't even go to the gym uh, without either killing someone on the road or uh, killing myself on the road I decided to uh, get my own gym and get my own um, treadmill and I've been running for many years I mean many years four or five years on my own with no goal whatsoever until I discovered that I could actually run outdoor as a blind person and this is where you uh, jump in what's your um, uh, background uh, uh, experience with running I've done over 30 marathons, somewhere in there. I have no idea how many half marathons, uh, shorter races, uh, just long training runs, you name it. Uh, my, I, I had a running guide, and I, we, we, we used to joke that if there was a, uh, a Guinness World Record for uh, you know, um, be, be, being voluntarily tied uh, to one another that we would probably own it. Um, that's a kinky category. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and so I've, I've been doing this for a long time. I do have a treadmill in my basement that I've done a ton of running on, uh, over the years. Um, we could, we, I, I could go off into space on, I, I have, very strong views on treadmills at yeah. different points, but we'll skip that for the moment. Yeah, I'm, um, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having second thought, me too. Give me a lot of uh, good mileage, but bad habits. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Yes, we will, because you, you can do a few things to help with those bad habits. Good. But I, I can't wait to hear about that, especially after the experience I had with my running buddy last week. Uh, <laughs> So talking about running buddy, uh, let's talk with let's start with that. You can't run on your own. Um, it, you can actually have a guide dog, a special um, guide dog from uh, I think an association in uh, New York that trains them to um, uh, to do some activity with you. But unless you have this kind of very uh, particular dog, you pretty much have to have a running partner. Right. And uh, to find a running partner, there's two ways. Either you ask around or you go online and you find one. How do you do you? How do you find yours? I have found most of my running guides online. Um, my very first running guide that I found, I was introduced to uh, at a the first 5K that I'd done since high school um, that I signed up for because someone else in the office had signed up for it and was talking about how well they were going to do. And I figured I could probably beat him. So I signed up for it and then figured I'd you know, needed to find a guide, but the, the over 90% of the guides that I've used, I've found online. I've written race directors when I knew I was going to be running, you know, X marathon or X race. Um, I've written running clubs, running associations. I've posted on groups on Facebook. Yeah. Um, whether, can I ask you where you live? Where, where, where is the town where you live? I'm, I'd, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Before I was in Louisville, I was in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I did a lot of the same things in Little Rock that I have done in Louisville. Um, 
So uh, those no. are those are very active uh, terms. So if you uh, if you look for um, some kind of forum or organization, you're most likely going to find a running partner in the area. You will. Now that being said, even with all of that, most of my training for most of my races was done on treadmills, and the reason for that was that schedules, it, it, you know, between yeah. work schedules and everything else, it was just a pain in the butt. And uh, you still end up doing a lot of your running on treadmills. Yeah. So as far as a running partner for me, uh, it's a little town near Stockton. I don't think you know about it. But uh, so far, I found one um, running uh, uh, partner possible. He put his name five years ago, and he's a no-show when I uh, when I try to contact him. So I think it depends on uh, how big the city and how active the city um, you live in. Absolutely. And if this is not uh, an active city, then uh, you pretty much have to ask. And, uh, well, you end up having not necessarily the, you know, the guy with a lot of experience, but at least a lot of, a lot of people with a lot of um, goodwill. Right. I can say. Absolutely. So on my, uh, on my side, I found actually my boss. Um, I um, asked him if he wanted to, uh, to run with me for a marathon. He'd never done that before. Uh, so we, uh, this, he decided, uh, I'm fine, but um, I'm 56, you're going to kill me. I'm going to go with a 10K first, which seems to be um, good, especially with the experience I had so far. I think 10K at the beginning is pretty, uh, it's a pretty good idea. You think so? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And I would recommend more than one 10K. Uh, <laughs> you, you, yeah, I mean, you know, if there's any type of, before I did my first marathon, and admittedly, you, you've done marathons before, but yeah. Um, you know, as a as a blind runner, when I was just getting into this, I did lots of shorter races um, so that we were comfortable with pretty much anything that could happen during the race. Yeah. And we st we 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 still missed a couple of things. The big thing that we missed was trolley tracks. None, we hadn't thought about trolley tracks, which appeared on our first marathon course. And so we we had to learn how to jump trolley tracks um, in our in the middle of our first marathon. But we we accounted for most of everything else. Yeah. Um, so. Um... My team, I'm going to say my team, my team of two people is uh, me who have an experience of running a lot and long distance and training a lot. I mean, I'm still doing my 20K, uh, 20K, 25K a day on my treadmill. Um, and uh, um, my um, running partner has has been managing to do like 10K a day, which is pretty good. I mean, that it, is good. Yeah, he pushes every day and he shows me every day. So that's that's pretty good. But he has zero experience on um, running, um, you know, on a, a race day with a lot of people around us. Right. And uh, he has no, at the beginning, had no experience about how to guide someone uh, like me, someone who's blind. So it's a little bit like two blind person uh, leading each other. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did a little bit of research based on the discussion I had with you um, a couple a few weeks ago and the week before, and um, it seems to be three techniques for people that have uh, remaining working eyesight. You can actually run behind your running buddy. Uh, your running buddy is in front of you, so you just follow him. But for people that have uh, low vision and people who are completely blind, you either use a stick, uh, something as a rigid stick between um, two runners or a, a tefer, a nylon tefer. And this is the one that I purchased. Right. So what did you use? I used a nylon tether. Okay. Um, I have never run using a stick. I can see where that could be helpful as far as continuing to go straight. Um, because you'd have to follow the stick more there, you know, there, there'd be less room, room for error. Yes. Uh, but you, you, it would be impossible to swing your arms 
and uh, I I never tried that. I would add a a, a fourth technique okay. to it. Um, almost every race that I started, uh, when there were lots of people around, I used sighted guide in the beginning. Um, or and so I would I would take my guide's arm, or you know, and and so that we would stick close together, and then when the race would pan out, it would thin out a little bit. I would drop the arm, and we would go oh. to the tether. Okay, so you okay, okay, all right. Oh, I, I didn't understand the beginning. So, so you hold uh, uh, your your guide, uh, your your partner's arm. Yes. Okay. Uh, at the beginning. All right. Um, for those who don't know what uh, the the tether look like, I purchased one. If you Google um, tether running and um, um, blind, you're gonna have a bunch of uh, um, one you can buy. They're ten dollars. The one I had is ten dollars. I got it very very colorful because you need need to be seen. Absolutely. And, and besides, if you're going to be tied together, you may as well look really, you may as well stand out. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But there's a few few people that keep saying that if you had an old T-shirt, you can, uh, you can uh, um, uh, roll them into a knot. It looks a little trashy, but for $10, it looks really neat. And yeah. you can see it has two loop, a small loop where you can put two, probably two fingers on each side. And they come in three different sizes. And um, I looked a little bit on the internet. A lot of people tell me, uh, a lot of uh, websites are telling me that it depends on the size of your partner um, compared to you. And I have other uh, websites that tell me it depends on your stride. Do, do, you know, uh, do you know what's the truth here? I took a different approach. Um, I had no idea how long to make the tether. And I made mine out of okay. clothesline that I bought it target i think um and then i had a friend draw on it um i looked up the if you are running in a regulation event with blind runners your tether can't be any longer than 20 inches and okay. so i figured meaning 20 inches between runners and so that's what i used as my starting point and what i found going forward was I used as short of a tether as I could get away with um, when I when I ran with people. I wanted to have enough room that I could move my arms, all that kind of stuff. But I found if the tether got too long, then it was just saggy rope, and I wasn't getting any feedback from the tether. Perfect. So, that's 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 actually a, a good uh, a good uh, feedback here because I I also noticed this. Uh, the first thing I need to ask you is. Um, is there a um, a side that the runner need to be compared with the the side of the the running body, or um, is it whatever is more comfortable? Um, and, and, and I'm sorry, were you saying what side do they need to be on? Yeah, the side. Yes, I have. It, it, it it's going to be whatever you're comfortable with. I always had my runner on my left side. Now the reasons for that are specific to me. I still have light perception out of my left eye. Okay. And I liked being able to, at least in my head, know that I could look over and my guide was there. Now, the reality was I'm seeing just this thing that's blocking the shadow. No useful information out of it. But I view my left side as my, my dominant side my better side and so i wanted that to be the side that i was using for 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 being guided 
Okay. Uh, um, I've done the same for me, but my reason was that uh, if the guy had to help me out, uh, it's better for him to have the, the, the tefer on the right hand since, uh, since he's uh, right-handed. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's, but this, this is pretty much up to uh, your preference, right? Absolutely. Okay. And I think all of this is up to your preference. And we'll get into one other thing that we do. And this breaks every rule of guiding a person that I know of. And I believe in doing it anyway. My, one of the things that I established with my guide was if we suddenly get into a crowd or it's congested or there's a tight turn or whatever it may be, grab my arm. That's fine with me. I may not have time to grab your arm if we run in, if, you know, if things narrow up or whatever. And so I've had guides just take the, the back of my upper arm and you're almost like being steered. Now you yeah. don't do that for very long, but if you're in a, in a, in a tight pinch, you know, and you've got tight turns or whatever, it may just be more expedient to do it that way. And so I figured technique be damned. If this works, I'm going to do it. Well, and on top of that, the tefer, the, the tefer has only room for two fingers. Yeah. So I would think it's more as a guide um, uh, tool rather than if something is in front of you, uh, that's something yeah. to help. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you run into tight corners or like with me, uh, with, with still being able to see a little bit of light. I'm, I'm thinking of the Louisville Marathon where you go into this tunnel and the set, even though I'm not really seeing anything that's useful, the sudden change in light um, was a little bit disconcerting to me. And so, um, you know, I, I would have my guide just sort of grab my arm. We would run that way for four or five seconds until I got adjusted to the light. And then we were just off again. And okay. it was easier than trying to, to find his arm, et cetera. Okay. So I'm, right. I'm a big believer in anything that works for you. Do it. Okay, perfect. Now... I've done all this, and I ran into a lot of issues, uh, some yucky, some uh, weird. <laughs> uh, the yucky, we'll talk about that at the end. Um, but uh, first, um, when I run on a treadmill, it's very easy for me to stay straight. I fall very, uh, I fall very rarely uh, out of the, um, the, the treadmill, unless I'm very tired or I don't concentrate. Right. Running straight on a um, on a taper out, outside is is almost impossible for me. So I, 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 I don't know how you do it. I tend to zigzag a little bit and I, I bump into the guy and then I overcorrect and then yep. I go to the other side and then we keep yo-yoing with each other. And at the end, it's not fun for anybody. You will do less of that as time goes on. Okay. Um, and, and I always know when I'm tired because I start to overcorrect. Um, and this again is why I believe in short tethers because you can zigzag that much less if it's a short tether, you oh. and your guy, you and your guide are going to hit each other. This is a little bit of a contact sport. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and that, that, that is just part of it. You are, you are going to come into more contact with this person than, you know, than, than many first dates. Um, oh, that's great. We get tied for uh, <laughs> this is, this is yeah, some kind of very weird date we have. Tied and uh, touching each other all the time and sweating each other. This is great. 
I know what, but you know, and you, you know, and when you start, it, it gets worse because when you're in marathons and you got to figure out, you know, if one of you got to pee and or poop yeah. or whatever, <laughs> and you get to, you know, you, you it's, it's, it's a weird relationship between <laughs> guide and runner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started to figure that one out. Um, you know, and, and so, it, but you, you will start to overcorrect less as time goes on. I, I know you'd said you were out on a trail and yes. I, I very strongly advise roads and streets and, and, and by trails, I'm unless you mean like a jogging trail, that's cement. Oh, um, no, no. I was talking about trail with holes and uh, yeah, trees, et cetera. I would avoid I, that's, that's what I was afraid you were talking about. I would have, I would wait on that until you've done this a whole lot more and I would stick to roads and sidewalks and, uh, something that's 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 easier for your guide to navigate and describe and something where you know what your foot's going to land on i see i would work my way up to trails i um i've noticed something and i don't know if it is related to um to uh, me not being able to uh, run straight but i can't swing i mean on on my treadmill i swing both my arms yeah and uh, when i'm attached to someone i swing only one arm yes and that's one of the downsides of being tethered is that you won't get a lot of action out of that arm. And that oh. tends to drag you over towards the side of the arm that you're swinging. Oh, okay. Okay. So there, is there a point in trying to synchronize each other um, or uh, we just give up and we just do the best we can? You will synchronize as you run together. It will, it's, it, it, it will happen over time as you, as you get to know each other. Um, as you get a feel for each other's stride, I would be willing to bet that your strides will come closer to matching. Okay, and this is when uh, our um, the, the the swing on the on both arm will actually happen. Yes, and or, and, or at least hope hopefully it will. You're never going to get the full that full swing on the the arm that's being tethered, um, or at least you probably won't. But you will start to have some movement in that arm. Especially when um, when uh, the running partner is um, guiding me, then he completely uh, cut my uh, swing um, uh, movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the next question, um, I sweat a lot. <laughs> me too. Okay, good. Um, this is probably not um, an activity for self-conscious uh, people. <laughs> I think they've already dropped off when we started talking about people being tied together. I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I tend to sweat a lot and I don't care when I'm on my own, but when there's somebody right next to me, it's, um, there's a lot of uh, fluid uh, exchange. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And um, thanks God, my uh, running partner sweats a lot. So it's as yucky for him, but it is for me. But uh, just for our listener here, uh, if you're a big sweater, just be ready. Or if you're not and your, your partner is sweating, then be ready. Yep. It yep. is. It is something. It is gross. <laughs> yes. There's especially, no way to describe it. Especially after the run, when you have, the first thing you want to do is take a shower, and you still have to uh, to walk next to somebody who's as sweaty as you are. And yep. that, that that is gross. But and, and, and that's <laughs> really? just a thank you. That's what you said. Um, the technique uh, to guide uh, you um, is actually pretty uh, pretty neat. The one, two, three, or the three, two, one. First, he describe what the obstacle is in front of you, and then he, he um, count down three, two, one to the obstacle. Yep. Uh, it's actually pretty neat. Yeah. 
the problem we have is for tight uh, turn on the right and left. Do you have any advice for that? That's where in the beginning I would have him just grab an arm and steer you. Okay. All right. All right. Well, and again, and, and I, I can I can already hear runners out there or people screaming, no, someone should never grab your arm, blah, blah, blah. I get it. Be quiet. This is how I do it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's at, we tried. He told me turn right um, or turn left, and then I end up doing it a little later than him. We end up uh, walking on each other. So this is not fun. Yeah, yeah. Have have him have him just steer you in the beginning. Okay. The other the other thing that you can do, and this is something that we've done that that, that I've done with skiing a lot is you'll have different terminology for turn turns, whether it's you know right turn, sharp turn, or um, that. I always want the direction first. So it's, or, or you know. Um, so turn right the, in three, two, one. One. Okay. Yeah. Or, and, and instead of turn right, how much of a, you know, 90 degree, you oh. know, 90 degree right, 75 degree right, or, um, or maybe have a scale from one to three on how major the turn is. Okay. You know, level one turn right in three, two, one. Level two turn left, three, two, one. And then have him got, grab an arm in the beginning so you get a feeling for what these different levels of turns are. Okay. Um, until you know your partner. Um, and to, and to you, let's, yeah, and to, and, and to, until you really get to know each other. Okay. All right. Perfect. Um, and understand mm -hmm. through all of this that there are times that your partner is going to completely screw up. Yeah, it again. happened a, a few times. The same with me when I bump into him, uh, and then yeah. I, I play yo-yo uh, for forty minutes. That gets old for him too, poor guy. Yeah. Um, so I also purchased two uh, two vests, um, mostly because I've noticed a few people not really um, understanding what's happening with the two yep. of us uh, holding a lanyard. Do you do the same thing? Yep, I am a huge believer in those orange vests. Okay. Um. And I'm a huge believer in them. I, I don't like to stand out and I really would just assume blend into the crowd, but I firmly believe, and, and, and what is it? Reliable racing has these things. At least they did when I was buying them. Um, and one that said guide and one that said, you know, visually impaired or blind, whatever it said. Yeah. People don't, can't read the things. All they notice is the orange and they get out of the way. Okay, perfect. And that makes sense because a bunch of people didn't realize that we were attached and sometimes they try to go in between. I'm just like, okay, yep. and I'm the blind one. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, that's actually uh, uh, interesting. Now, uh, before we go with the, um, the difference between treadmill and, um, and running outdoor, and uh, I would love to, uh, to, to, uh, to get your point of view about what I do wrong on the treadmill, um, and in terms of time, uh, I know that at the beginning you don't care much about time. Uh, but on my treadmill, I tend to do six miles per hour. Uh huh. Um, he's he's doing six miles an hour on his own, uh, but attached to each other. I don't think we're going to make six uh, six uh, miles an hour unless someone's going to end up with a dislocated shoulder or uh, something like that. I I think you might. Oh, I think okay. you've I think you've only had one run, and you're 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 counting yourself short too quickly. Okay, so it's not going to be uh, someone dragging the other one. You are always you are going to be as fast as the. Uh, this sounds like some weird Zen proverb or something, but you will be as fast as the slowest person. Okay. Um, you know, d dragging doesn't do any good. It 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 
takes energy away from both of you. If one of you is having a more off day, you're always going to be as good as the weakest of the two of you. And usually, um, that's what I notice. I've done two runs, one in trail, one on the road. Um, I've noticed that we, we tend to motivate each other to a point where we have to slow down a little bit. Yeah. And, and, weird. and yeah. And, and that, I mean, that's, that's a guy thing. That's, oh, okay. <laughs> that's so male. Um, <laughs> okay, you know, good to know, pace each other, get, you know, if, if, if he's got a Garmin or whatever, uh, have, you know, use that thing and, and, and decide ahead of time, we are not going to go over X pace. And when you start getting all peppy and zoom it along, back it off okay um whatever that whatever your whatever that line is it is a red line don't cross it all right oh that's pretty much it for the actual technique without talking about the treadmill is there anything that uh, uh, come up into your um, in the back of your head that we missed no other than it it takes a special person to be a guide yeah uh and god love them for all of you guides that are out there, it can be a world of fun. Uh, I've made incredibly close friends through running and, 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 and being guided by truly awesome people. It is turning an individual sport into a team effort. And when it works, and there are days that it sure as hell doesn't, but when it does, it is magic. That's good to know. And uh, there's no better example than uh, having your own boss, uh, like in my case, uh, to uh, become a friend of you <laughs> uh, on the weekend. It makes the whole difference. It, it makes the whole thing completely different. And on top of that, finding someone that can actually do something you used to do that you couldn't do anymore is uh, on the, um, I mean, it, it empower you in so many levels. It's amazing. It, it, it is something else. It yeah. really, really is. Now, uh, let's go back a little bit to that treadmill thing. Um, I do a lot of treadmill. I told you 20, 25K per day, so 140, yeah, 150 you... kilometers per, um, per week. That's just psychotic. Um, I... Good for you. <laughs> oh, but too much? I don't you, Not if you can do it. Okay. Um, well... I, I would argue and, and, and there are zillions of training plans that are out there. None of them do any good. You go with what you you know your body better than yeah. anyone else. And if that works for you, then by all means, absolutely do it. All right. Well, I scare him, my running partner, uh, all the time. But that's 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 two hours when I can I can uh, actually run without thinking of, uh, about anything. But yep. Um, like I said, on a treadmill, it's very different than running on the road. Not only because of the uh, quality of the, the, I mean, the foot uh, impact on the road, but it's also on a treadmill. You it's very rare to uh you know to uh i mean to fall off the treadmill unless you're not right. careful right and uh you walk very straight so you said a little you earlier do. that there is a few bad habits that you are taking uh, uh um with you in a treadmill that you may take with you as a uh, when you run outdoor what are those one of the things that may help you run straight when you're running on a treadmill and even if you have to slow it down a little bit try to run without holding on um, and in the beginning, when that sounds really scary, try holding on with one arm okay. um, and then switch arms. And, and you'll notice that you start to do that little weave thing, kind of like when you're tethered. Uh -huh. But the beauty of the treadmill is you can't go very far because that belt's not very wide. And it and it sort of ingrains in you that idea of running straight. When The problem with holding on to a treadmill is that there's nowhere you can go. 
and so you're you're forced into this little almost like this little shoot and you 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 have to run straight whereas if you hold on with one arm or with no arms um you you it's 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 more of what you're actually running into out on out out on the road um and so if if you can do it and maybe you don't want to do it for two hours maybe you do it for like in the beginning a mile or two where um you know you try with holding on with just one hand Oh, so that you don't swing with one, you swing with only one hand. Well, but that's what you're doing when you're tethered at the moment. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so you're 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 simulating the experience a little bit, and your and your body is going to try to do that weavy thing that it's doing when you're when when you're tethered, but you won't be able to go anywhere because the treadmill belt is narrow. Oh, so you get you get a little bit more experience uh, doing this way. Yeah. Um, okay, that makes sense. So that that was the. And, and I stumbled across that and tried it and uh, I stumbled across it as a way to, to, to uh, in a training for marathons on a treadmill book that I found somewhere um, on trying to simulate, you know, reality in your basement. But that mm-hmm. was the biggest thing for me was that I would do that little veer thing and I wouldn't have anywhere I could go. So I got it. it, it this is all muscle memory. I mean, a lot of it really is. It's just, so what you're doing is you're just training your body to 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 go in a straight line yeah with one arm attached to somebody with one arm attached to someone else that's exactly exactly yeah it's a little bit like uh you know that three feet uh what is it the three foot race yeah the the three-legged race yeah Yeah. three-legged race yeah this time it's amazing i would think that it's easier to do it with three um with a three-legged race rather than three uh, arm race (laughs) three arm race Yeah. yeah It's um, but that would be the biggest thing. The other thing that I do with treadmills is I I elevate it, even if it's just slightly, which makes up for a little bit of the indoor bit and 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 just simulates more of the distance that you're going outside, even if it's just one percent. Um, I elevate it very slightly, and the other reason, the other thing that I found by doing that is that when I do that one arm thing or whatever. I'm much, I'm much more zaggy on hills. And so it forced me to be much more careful when I was holding on with one arm or no arms when I was running on the treadmill. Do you choose your, um, your race based on the hills or, um, or you don't really care? I, I don't, I don't care. You don't care. Okay. I, I put so little thought into, and, 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 and at this point I'm not doing much running, but when I, when I was doing a lot of races, I would just, randomly choose things okay um i mean i I chose one race because the little metal was in the shape of a car and had little headlights and i thought that was cool so (laughs) and i'm the weird one okay and uh (laughs) so um when you uh when you uh when you're on a hill like i would say san francisco hill yeah um, how the run is chaotic um i found down to me down was easier than up it was easier to 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 almost be more in control my tendency when i go up when i run up hills is to try to keep the same pace which is not very smart you should back off and just get up the hill and and not destroy yourself in the process um i uh but i i found if, if if the hill was steep that i would be that i would become erratic i would put 
so much effort into getting up the hill that I wasn't thinking about going straight. And so, again, that was the time that I would take their arm or have them grab my arm. Okay. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And anytime there's a problem, you look like locking arm is the best way to, uh, to deal with it. Locking arms is a darn good way to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Make it even your curve and um, your curve and what it's supposed to be. That's great. Uh, well, that, there's a lot of, uh, of answer here. I'm going to try uh, next week. Um, that's a great way to uh, tell my boss I don't want to do that trail thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, on top of that, my knee, he completely killed my knee the following day. I, I, didn't, I couldn't even walk for, the, for a day or two after the, the, my first trail, um, um, my first run on the trail. I, I yeah. couldn't figure out what happened. But Those, those are really tough. Yeah. They really are. And I, I, I ran the second race that I ran years and years ago was a trail race and it was just a disaster. Okay. And that's when I decided at that point, I'm sticking to roads until I get a lot better at this. Uh, uh, are you here? Yes. Yes. I'm so, yeah, we, um, we dropped out yeah. for a second. Yeah. My boss was um, uh, complaining. He told me that he was really, really bad. The, the last, uh, the last uh, trail run. Um, but again, I mean, even for me, I, I tried to anticipate the floor was not uh, completely even. It was no. a little bit like giving too much faith to the person who's going to uh, help you to run. So it was a little bit on the complicated side. But yeah, you know, that's good to know. Anything you want to add? Gosh, I don't think so. Other than you know that if you run into issues as this goes along, shoot me a text. Give me a call. I'm happy to uh, to impart the tiny bit of knowledge that I have, which is you know, it, it's open for interpretation how good or how bad that is. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, let let me know what I can do to help out with this. And I, I, I hope you'll you'll keep me uh, up to date with your progress and how things are going. I will. I uh, actually the plan was to uh, to chronicle all the, the, the training from the beginning to the end uh, to show everyone or um. to describe everyone how to do it themselves uh, as we progress. Uh, what about you? How's uh, a little bit of an update for your tandem training? How many thousand of miles have you done over the past few days? We're getting close to four thousand. We're we're over four thousand miles for the year. Okay. Uh, I did a century ride uh, last week with my tandem guide. Uh, we did uh, almost two hundred miles in two days, uh, and then I did a hundred miles the weekend before that uh, in a settings so that the century rides are becoming pretty normal um century I'm, ride is 100 miles right right 100 okay. miles okay i'm starting to play with the timing so that my new big thing is to try to ride at times that i don't usually ride like i'm i'm planning at some point the next few weeks i'm going to start a ride at midnight okay um i'm not to go wrong, wrong. Exactly. I mean, it's the and and the point of it being to throw off your circadian rhythms. We're going to be riding at all times of the day or night. I need to, to know what it's going to feel like to not be at my best and to want sleep. And, and so, your, your and and your tandem partner will see the way you see it. Yeah, exactly. Now, now this, now this a lot. My tandem partner lives in Grand Rapids, so we won't see each other for a couple months. Okay. So when I do my midnight ride, I'm just I'm going to take my bike trainer out to the deck. Okay. And I'm just you know the 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 neighbors will think that I've lost my mind, (laughs) and and we'll just ride all night out on the deck. (laughs) All right. Have you had any luck with uh, with new sponsors? 
I have, I, I, we are really, the, the short answer is yes. There may sure. be a couple things in the works that, that, that will work out really well. And for folks who want to keep up, who want to keep in touch with us, and I know you were going to ask about that, but it's yeah. always, but uh, you can keep up with us by going to speedyturtle.net. That's S-P-E-E-D-Y-T-U-R-T-L-E.net. You can email me at dave at speedyturtle.net. And you can look us up on Facebook at uh, Speedy Turtle Races Across America. And okay, we have perfect. a really active group. I don't think, uh, I, I think we're going we're gonna to get some updates from you from time to time until next year. Awesome. Uh, if you don't mind, we're going we're gonna to keep in touch, even for five or ten minutes just for an update, because it could, it could always be uh, interesting for people to know where you go and um, what's happening and uh, what are you, especially uh, in your head, because that's, that's, uh, that's going to be a, um, a big trial for you. It is starting to feel very real. We have yeah. a 440-mile race in October that we get that we have to do in 48 hours. That's a qualifier for race across America. And that's starting to look close. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it is gone. It is definitely crossed the line from theoretical into uh, th this is happening, whether I want it to or not. <laughs> so, I'm sure you'll do. I'm sure you'll do I, well, but by then I'll call you a few times to be, uh, to, to check on you. And I, I had a few people on Twitter also uh, asking for update from you. So I, uh, I probably socialize your um, email and your website, but then also we'll get some uh, quick update on, uh, on the podcast in the future. I'll be more than happy to do it. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, it was on top of that. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty because somebody decided to call me in the middle of our talk. But <laughs> besides that, he answered all my questions. If I have uh, more, I'll share with you maybe by email and then I'll share online as I uh, chronicle all the way to, um, uh, to a race day, which for me is going to be in July, early July, I think. Fantastic. So uh, if we don't kill each other or we don't murder each other. I don't know. We'll see. This could be interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> and especially when you run with your boss, you can always say, oh, okay, no, 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 that's fine. He, he got on my nerve. I didn't strangle him by mistake. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's right. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And um, like I say, we'll keep in touch, okay? Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And say uh, hi to uh, the newlywed over there. I'll do it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, if you have a suggestion for a future show, if you have a question, if we made a mistake and we need to fix something, or even if you have a, an idea for a guest for a future episode, don't hesitate to contact us directly. There are three ways to do this right now. The first one is directly on our website, www.blindsanity.com. Click on contact us and fill up the form. The second way is to send us an email or a voicemail at blindsanitypodcast at gmail.com. And the third and final way for the moment is on Twitter at our Twitter page at BlindSanityPod, in one word, BlindSanityPod. We're looking forward to hearing from you very, very soon. Well, this is it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode filled with question and answer with Dave Wilkinson about running a race 
uh, as a blind person or low vision individual. I hope this episode will convince you that you can actually uh, do the same, find a running partner and go run, maybe your first 5K, 10K, uh, or you never know, a marathon or ultra marathon, who knows. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, this particular episode is going to be the first of a mini-series related to my own struggle to do a marathon as a blind person, the first one as a blind person. I will share all my trouble, all my training, I will share some tips, I will invite Dave Wilkinson back from time to time uh, to answer some of the new questions that my running partner and myself uh, may have, had, uh, may have um, uh, from time to time. If you have questions on your side, you know what to do. We have a website, we have an email address, you can send everything to us and we'll do our best to answer each and every question. I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to um, get an episode out about running every week, but at the very least, once every month, uh, I don't think we need that much update unless something big happens. In any case, I hope you have a good end of the week and I will see you next time. This is a BLS production.